Hello, and welcome back to the 20-something and Change podcast. I'm your host, Julia. I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things 20-something, being in your 20s, advice for your 20s, all the things. Going through all the changes. (laughs) All the changes that you go through in your 20s. So thank you for being here with us today. Um, Yeah. If it's your first time listening, welcome. Be sure to check out our trailer with a little synopsis of kind of what what we're doing here and hit up episode one to learn a little bit about us through our very random Q&A. Yes, you will learn a little bit more about what we're about. Um, so we definitely recommend listening to that episode in our trailer first. Um, and then also be sure to give us a follow on Instagram. It is just at... 20 something and change spelled out you can keep up with us we drop episodes every tuesday for 20 something tuesdays hashtag 20 something tuesdays um so yeah i'm excited to be back how about you Brittany? yeah i'm excited i know we tried to do this a little bit earlier this week and that didn't quite pan out there were i guess not bad mental health days but you know kind of having to take a mental health day so we pushed it back. Now we're chilling on Saturday morning. Um, we both went out and got ourselves a cup of coffee. So kind of make this a, uh, it's like an official thing now. Yeah. We got to have our coffees to, to kick it off. It's the important part, but yeah, Brittany is drinking from her favorite local place. I'm jealous because she took me there when I visited and I wish it was near me. (laughs) Yes. If you are anywhere near Winchester, Virginia, Charlestown, West Virginia, There's this little shop called Joan and Joe's Coffee. It is the best. They do everything like cold brew, which is just obviously it's how you brew the coffee, but it it's smooth. It's not acidic. They are not sponsoring this in any way. God, I wish they would. That'd be so cool. It's just so great. I've taken every person that comes to visit me to this place. It's amazing. Anyway, and Julia's got Starbucks. You got the almond milk cookie, sugar cookie, cookie, almond milk latte. It's pretty good. I like the iced version better. I have the hot version today, but if you're listening to this and it's, it'll still be around the holiday times. um, Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely check it out. We love it. I'm I'm basic. I'm a Starbucks girl. So (laughs) you're a coffee girl. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's just closest to my house. And uh, we were running a little late this morning. So (laughs) be like that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so today, as you can tell from the title of our episode, we are talking about making and maintaining relationships in your 20s. So not necessarily just romantic relationships, but all types of relationships, friendships, relationships with, you know, your family, your significant others, all kinds of relationships. So really excited to kind of dive into that today. Yeah. But first, let's, you want to kick it off with our highs and lows of the week? Yes. So do you want to go first? Yeah. So my high of the week Um I guess it goes back to last week, but my in-laws visited last week, which was really fun. They get to come down a couple times a month and hang out with us. So they got to meet the new puppy and we just all got to hang out and have, have a pretty chill weekend. What about you? 
Nice. Um, so my high of the week, I got a higher grade on my literature review for my grad school class than I anticipated. I'm going to be honest, I did not proofread it. Um, I kind of just submitted it and we got a 91. So, so that proves we, that we're smart. That, that's what it proves, right? <laughs> we are very happy about that. Um, <laughs> yes. So what is your low of the week? My low of the week... Um, probably that my new puppy really loves 4.30 as a wake-up call. She has to go out, and then we try to get her to go back to sleep. And sometimes she'll go back to sleep until, like, 5.30, 6 o'clock. Not so much right now. So I've been up since 4.30 today because I took her out, and she just – I just couldn't fall asleep. So that's probably my low is just being a little more tired than usual. But, yeah, that's it. What about you? Um, 4.30. I've been up since like 9 o'clock. And it's <laughs> I feel so We're bad. We're two different levels. <laughs> two different levels of operating today. Um, my low is, and this kind of got me thinking about maybe doing an episode idea on this, like money management. I had an unexpected bill came out for my um, car insurance. It was like 700 bucks, um, which is really not money I had at the time. So I had to put it on my credit card. Not really happy about it, but um, yeah. That, but we need car insurance. <laughs> you do need car insurance, unfortunately, so it's okay. We'll, we'll get it done, but um, yeah, definitely. I used to keep a spreadsheet of like my finances and like when bills came out and I've just kind of fallen off the wayside on that, but if you can do that, like you will be in a really good place. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we should put like a poll or something on the Instagram or just like a Dropbox and let people ask their money man management questions because I'm no expert by any means, but I am an accountant. So I do have some some knowledge there and I just find the topic really interesting. I research it all the time, um, but we can be pretty candid about it being, you know, obviously in two different like life situations. So maybe that's a you have to add that to the docket as another another conversation. I love that idea. Yeah, so if you're not following us on Instagram, go ahead and do that and we'll we'll plan to put a a post out or a poll on our stories. I think that would be really fun to kind of see what money questions we have. Um, but yeah, so those are our highs and lows. Do we want to get into something we we're loving recently? Yeah, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so mine is a thing. I think last time we both had podcasts we talked about for our last mm -hmm. episode, but mine is the Alani. I don't know if they're energy drinks, but they have caffeine in them. So I guess technically they are. They're so good. You can find them at Target. They have like a mimosa flavor that tastes like orange juice. It's so good. They have like tropical flavors, all kinds of flavors. Um, but I'm obsessed with those recently. They are my go-to drink. Besides like a non-alcoholic, truly. Yes, that's exactly what they feel like. It feels like you're drinking like a non-alcoholic, truly. And I love I wish that. I had known this yesterday because I was at Target last night, of course. Because oh. <laughs> what else do you do on a Friday night? <laughs> you have to go to the local Target. That's a vibe. I, yeah, I think mine, the one that I usually get is Celsius. I really like those. Those are good. I like those too. You introduced me to those. I did. I know. Delicious. Costco had a big box of them recently and I was so excited. It was stupid expensive, but still better cost savings than buying them individually. So right. I got them. Um, so I actually have two things that I'm loving 
right now. One, the fact that it we are now in winter coffee season, which means peppermint mocha, and I'm so basic for it. It's whatever. I'll, I'm basic. I don't care. It's not a bad thing to be basic. But no, I love peppermint mocha. And then huge, huge nerd alert here. The remake of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl for the Switch dropped yesterday. My husband and I did pre-order them. We're fortunate enough to both have a Switch. So we got both and we started playing them last night. And that's what I did this morning when I woke up at 4.30. I couldn't fall asleep. So I went to my living room and played on my Switch. So that's what I will be doing all next week when I'm not at work. I'm so excited for you that that came out. I know you were really excited about it. Yeah, I think I've been ranting on it for anytime somebody brings up Pokemon, I talk about it. I was I was ranting on it for a number of years. So I was very happy when they dropped that. But that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> the Pokemon episode. Just kidding. <laughs> I might do one of those with my husband. We'll see. Because he can talk. He is an encyclopedia. It is crazy. I'm just like, that's what's, that's what's stored in your head? That and music. So, but we're wired differently. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Well, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of where we're kicking things off. So I guess let's, let's hop into the meat of this and talk about relationships, which I think it's pretty easy to kind of start with. I mean, I don't think we're really going to say anything revolutionary, but, you know, obviously we've maintained a strong relationship after years, you know, I graduated in 2018. So we're three years out from that. And you graduated early 2019. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause you did one semester after, right? So obviously we've had to maintain a relationship well enough for us to even be able to do a podcast. So it's, it's really easy to say, you know, just put some effort into it, but I feel like that's not all that there is. So I'm really curious, you know, as your best friend, (laughs) like, how do you feel like you put into our relationship, like our friendship? So, and when we say relationship throughout this, we don't mean anything, like, we mean any type of relationship with your friends, family, coworkers, significant other, like, what, you just have a relation with that person. So, yeah, for Julia, how do you feel like you maintain our relationship? Like, what do you make a conscious effort to do? Because I think that's the biggest point of maintaining relationships is putting in a conscious effort. Gosh, that's a hard question. Um, You know, I think it really is like you were saying, easy to say, oh, well, just put in the effort. But like, what does effort look like? And I think for our relationship, you know, there can be weeks where we're, you know, texting each other every day or almost every day. But then there's been times where we can go a few days, you know, not really talking or checking in with each other. Um, So I don't think it's necessarily an effort for our relationship to talk every day. And I think for a lot of relationships that might be um, a reasonable expectation is not to talk every day. But I think for me, like when we do check in and when we do catch up, you know, before the podcast or when we're just you know, texting or having a FaceTime, I try to remember like when you share things that are coming up in your week, like when you shared that Pokemon was coming out, I kind of made like a mental note, like, okay, the next time I talk to Brittany, I'll have to ask her like how her game's going or, 
you know, just different things that are happening throughout the week or how work is going. Like when you have a client visit, like checking in and saying, oh, are you still out there? Like, how's it going? Um, So I think just trying to be mindful of the times we do connect and really using those like kind of things to continue our conversations and really show that we're listening to each other. And I think you do that too. I think you really do that really well. Um, so I would say that's, that's kind of what I do to maintain our relationship. What do you, what do you do? What do you think? For our relationship, you know, I know you've kind of got a lot going on with, with work and school. Um, so I try to be mindful of, I guess, like how much I'm messaging you, especially lately. So it's not like, oh, well, maybe she's diving into work or maybe she's diving into schoolwork. So I don't want to be any type of distraction. Um, But I tried to, you know, just kind of like you mentioned, be conscious of the big things that are going on and even some of like the little stuff, you know, I have all of your Instagram accounts and we can link those in the show notes because this woman (laughs) is doing everything under the sun lately. There's a lot. (laughs) We applaud her for. Um, but I have those notifications and even if I can't see the, like the post itself, when it goes up, it comes through on my Apple watch and I can like it from my Apple watch. So I make sure that I'm doing that. And it's like a mental reminder of, Oh, Hey, Julia just posted. Let's see what happened. And like, I can ask her about that. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Um, but then at the same time, like, I feel like we give each other a good amount of space. Like, I know your mom was visiting yesterday and I was, I was working from home and sometimes when we're, we're both working from home, we'll FaceTime and just kind of co-work together, which is really fun. And so I was like, oh, maybe we can do that this week, you know, just have, you know, quality virtual friendship time rather than, you know, just making time for the recording this week. Um, but I was like, oh no, she's, she's with Mama Brewster. We're not going to do that this week. So, and that, and like, that's okay. You know, it's really important to acknowledge that we're both humans and we're both doing things. So your availability is not going to match mine and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you kind of mentioned that we don't have to always be in contact. And I think we've really, we've always been pretty good about that, but I think a lot of relationships feel like you need to have that constant conversation or interaction to gain value from it. And I personally don't feel like that's reasonable. Like we're all doing stuff. Like we're all working or studying or taking care of pets or children or, you know, family members, whatever, whatever it might be. And I think, especially for our generation, we're so used to being in constant contact with each other that it's really easy to take it personally. If somebody doesn't get back to you immediately and like, oh, well, they liked my Instagram post, but they didn't text me back. And I, I think it's fair to say nine times out of 10, it's not intentional. It's, I put my phone down when I got your text message and I forgot, or it required more than two brain cells that I had available at the time to respond. Cause that's me all the time. I'm like, I will get back to this when I can fully form an opinion or a thought. But yeah, I think we're so used to trying to be in contact with people. And sometimes it's good to give space to allow a relationship to grow and still have things to come back to and discuss rather than constant contact. And that's for any type of relationship, honestly. Well, I'm going to cry because you said you have my post notifications. 
I, do, I think I have it for everything. If I don't, that'll be changed by the end of the day and I will. I definitely have your Twitter notifications turned on. So I see whenever you reply to a tweet and I'm like, what's she doing? What's she up to? But that's going to make me cry. Um, yeah, I have your Twitter notifications on too. Only you and Max. That's it. <laughs> I feel so, I feel so honored. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think this idea of like needing to constantly be in contact, like we're best friends, but you know, I mean, to have like really in-depth conversations every day for any relationship, that can be a lot, unless you're like living with your partner. I mean, obviously that can be a little bit different, your interactions, but I mean, we went from college and literally living together in the same tiny room <laughs> at one point to like where we would see each other, you know, before class, after class, first thing in the morning, first thing at night, or end of the night. lunch, probably dinner. Right. Yeah, all the meals. <laughs> um, and we would just, you know, it was a different, it was a different situation where we would see each other so frequently, but I think we really adapted and into our friendship and after college, you know, realizing, okay, we both have lives going on, you know, we are in a long distance friendship. It's okay not to be in constant contact. And I know, like, yesterday, I know I didn't text you back after um, I let you know I was with my mom. And I knew you would understand because I was just like, I really wasn't on my phone all day, just spending time with my mom. And it's not that I'm ignoring you. I'm just, you know, I'll pick up back up the phone and, and say hi when, you know, I'm done hanging out with my mom. And, you know, it's time to check back in. So I think that's something we've really adapted to well in our, our relationship. Yeah. And it really goes back to being able to nurture relationships as, as they need it. Like you needed to spend time with your mom mm -hmm. and you don't have to be in constant contact with me for me to feel like our relationship is valid. Mm -hmm. You can still be friends. Like you can, you can still be in a relationship, like a romantic relationship. I know, you know, Max and I did long distance and I know you and Peter did long distance for a while, but <clears throat> there were times when he'd be at work and I couldn't talk to him like all day or he would send me a message and I'd be in class or, you know, what, whatever it might be, or I'm at a client, you know, sometimes I, I'll be gone talking to like a CFO for three hours about absolutely nothing, but I'm still not going to whip my phone out and, you know, respond to my husband. So I don't even know where that trans thought was going, but you know, you don't have to be in constant contact with people to maintain a relationship. And I think that's a really big thing a lot of people are learning to come to terms with, especially people who are getting into their 20s or into like, I guess, adulthood, you know, establishing themselves in romantic relationships and their friendships and their jobs. You can't, you, you can grow multiple things at once. If that, hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> no, that makes sense. And like, you obviously don't want it to turn into this codependency thing where you have to talk to someone like, every day, like that can get really unhealthy for both parties. So, I mean, you know, just recognizing where that space is needed and how each relationship you need to, you know, invest a certain amount of time for it to grow, which means you can't be a hundred percent on one relationship all the time. Like you have to take a breather or like you're saying, you have other priorities, like you're at work. Um, I think that's totally, totally valid. Yeah. I think there are, you know, you can still use those tools like like text and FaceTime to maintain your relationships, though. Like for me, you know, my family's in California right now. 
And so one, we're on a three hour time difference. So my mom will try to call me and it's like, ma'am, I am trying to put my son down to sleep. We cannot chat right now. And frankly, I'm tired. And she gets that. So she knows that I call when I can, which is usually on my way home, like from work or picking up Max from daycare. Um, but it's, even though it's, it's honestly a little more effort, I don't get great signals. So sometimes it's frustrating to try to make a call and like the, what did you say 15 times because my phone's going out, but it's one of those things that I deal with so that I can, t- can continue to maintain that relationship with them, even though they're far away. And same thing with FaceTime, like at least try to do it once, once a week or every other week. So it's like, I'm not just a voice on the phone. I love that. And yeah, we are so fortunate to have so many ways to connect with people. I will agree with you. It can be incredibly frustrating when you're on FaceTime and it's like poor connection, like every five minutes, but it's one of those things you kind of go through to, to be able to maintain your relationship with someone you really care about. Absolutely. Awesome. Do we want to kind of talk about how, because we've talked a little bit about our relationship, maintaining our relationship do we want to talk about making friendships in our 20s? Mm, we do. I'm just not really good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. It's a it's a learning process. I feel like it's a really tough time, especially if you went to undergrad, like you went to college. It's so easy to make friendships there because you're literally living within walking distance of people at any given moment. It's so difficult to transition from that in like your early 20s to your mid to late 20s um, post-grad. So I'm with you. I feel like it's still really difficult to be able to make friendships. Yeah, I think my biggest way lately, I've got I've got two. So I've got through work, which is, you know, a whole topic in and of itself, because that's a whole separate boundary. Um, And it's it's a different type of relationship. You can absolutely make friendships there, but it's also something just to be mindful of if it's, you know, maybe not your superior, but, you know, somebody that you're technically reporting to or your boss. Um, but then also, you know, the, the people that you're in charge of making sure that you're not crossing any, like, we're in line so that there's still like a mutual respect and understanding like, Hey, we're friends, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're still coworkers and there is, I don't want to say a pecking order, but that's in some locations, like my job, that's kind of how it is. There are certain lines of, I don't want to say authority, but you know, I, I'm a supervisor. I'm help associates. I can de- like delegate to associates and I'm friends with a lot of the associates. I'm friends with other supervisors. I'm friends with some my managers and some partners. But <clears throat> it's still, I don't want to say you have to like walk on eggshells around it, but there's definitely a different line for it. So I, I've got one really, really good friend. Like we share an office. Um, we talk a lot both about work stuff, outside of work stuff. Like I babysat her puppy this weekend, or not this weekend, this week um, when I was working from home. So it's, you know, there's a friendship there, but at the same time, like we're still, we're still coworkers. It's not as big of a deal since we're one, we share an office and two, we're of the same, I guess, role, but it's, it's something to be mindful of that you can make relationships there, 
but they should also be appropriate. And that, and I mean, that's, that's friendships. That's if you decide to go on a romantic route or anything like that, which obviously I cannot speak to, you know, married and all been married for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting about work because I was thinking about this too. Like where I'm working currently, we're all, I think all of us besides our superiors are all in our early to mid twenties. And so we all really mesh and get along together super well. Um, And there's a lot of friendships that I've made from my current workplace. Like I'm friends with, you know, I share an office with someone and she and I have gotten kind of close and we've hung out after work and, you know, just being mindful of those boundaries. Like you, it, it can be difficult to say, Hey, this is my friend. But when we're at work, like, we we can work together and, and we have to make sure that the work's getting done and our friendship isn't getting in the way or vice versa. Um, so yeah, I think just understanding those boundaries is really key. And I think what's interesting is, you know, you go from college where you're seeing people every day and that's how you make friendships. I feel like work can be kind of similar where this is where you're spending the majority of your days. Naturally, you're going to want to kind of acquaint yourself with or become friends with the people you're seeing for more time than honestly you're seeing your family after work. So that's totally normal. And it's really just about figuring out what balance works for you. And, you know, you have to be professional when you're at work and then after work, you can have that, that friendship level. So um, definitely think the boundaries are key there. Yeah. And that, that is interesting that, you know, you say you see them so much more and that's true. It's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's forced friendship, but it's, it's almost just like, it's, I don't want to say it's one of convenience either, but like you said, when you're in college, you're with these people all the time. Like you live on the same space, it same, the same campus, live in the same space. It, it's easy to be friends there with work. It, again, it's like the same thing maybe it's more of a friendship of opportunity. Maybe that's, that's a better way to describe it. Like, yes, they're there, but it does still like take effort to be more than just coworkers. So, and to have like a genuine, I don't want to say curiosity, but like putting forth genuine effort to be somebody other than a coworker. Yeah. So, yeah. Where, where else do you make friends outside of work? Yeah, so I wrote down some, some ideas. Um, this is going to sound kind of maybe weird, but <laughs> um, honestly, Instagram and Facebook, I've really been reconnecting, not necessarily with new people on Instagram and Facebook. That's not like a, a line I've kind of crossed, but connecting with like old college classmates or people I knew back home that I wasn't really friends with at the time, but that, um, you know, through Instagram, you can kind of see what they're posting versus what you're posting. And sometimes they're kind of similar. Like I've seen, um, like my old coworker, for example, we had started to become friends right before I, I left that job. And she'll send me every once in a while, these things about like the Sims, because she knows I love the Sims or she'll send me things about, Disney because she knows I love Disney and like just really reconnecting in that sense and looking at what people are posting and kind of even not just making new friendships through Instagram and Facebook, but also um, 
managing them and maintaining them. Like my, for example, again, my old coworker, you know, we were starting to become friends and now we can kind of maintain that friendship through Instagram, which is kind of cool. So that's one way I've found to make those relationships. How about you? Have you done any of that at all? Um, <clears throat> Instagram and Facebook, not so much. I mean, there's a couple people that I kind of keep up with. I don't want to say silently, but, you know, we talked a lot. We were pretty good acquaintances in college, and so I'm, like, rooting for them. And every now and then I'll post on there. But I think our biggest way, and this is kind of a joint effort for Max and I, is through our church. So we actually were able to go back last week for the first time in a while, which was really, really nice. Um, my in-laws got to go with us, which was also, like, an added benefit. But there are a number of other couples there that are about our same age. So they're kind of experiencing the same things. And we know that they're, I guess, on the same life path as us, um, more or less, or, you know, share some sort of similar values, which is a whole other conversation to talk about, you know, being compatible with your friendships and, you know, having friendships that can last. And typically that means you have to have some sort of common ground um, but you know, we haven't been able to develop those as much as we would like. I don't want to say we're both introverts, um, cause I can definitely talk to a lot of people. I guess I'm more of an introverted extrovert. So I need that time to like reset myself. But for Max, it's without like ragging on him and I'm really not trying to, it's, he, he's not as prone to getting up and just kind of talking to people. So for us, it's a real conscious effort because it's not just individual friends. It's a group of friends. So that one's, that one's been a little bit harder. It's something that we're having to really put, put time into. And we, he and I talk about it a lot. Like this is something, if we're going to be successful here in Winchester and make the most out of our life here, we need to have friends nearby too. You know, we can't, just have our friends from Lynchburg that are, most of them are still in Lynchburg or surrounding areas. We have to make a dedicated effort to friendships here. And for us, our easy, I don't want to say our easiest starting point, but our starting point has been through our church because we know that there's, there's some common ground and, and we've hung out with a number of them um, a couple of times outside of actually going to church, but I mean, it's hard. It is, it is hard to make that, you know, work, work, it's kind of effortless if you're friends with your coworkers because you're all going through it together. You know, it's, it's not always fun to work. Job's not always great. And you all kind of share that same feeling together. And so you can talk about that amongst other things. But when you're really making friends with strangers, it's, it takes a lot of effort. Like you've really got to put into it what you want to get out of it. And it's kind of reminds me of dating where you have to put in so much effort for something that maybe it's not going to work out. Maybe you guys just aren't compatible as friends, but you, you put in a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot, and you never really know what you're going to get back, but you're hoping you're going to have a pretty good return, you know, in friendship there. So that's, I mean, that's kind of where we've, we've been. Um, and we've tried to make friends, you know, with, I've tried to make friends with girls in there and 
I, I would say that we're friendly. You know, I don't talk to him on a very, like, very frequent basis, but, you know, he's made friends with the guys. It's, but it's hard out there. <laughs> well, I'm really proud because it's hard to, you know, like, outside of making friends at work, it's really hard to be intentional and make an effort, like, for you guys going to church and making those friends. It's hard to do that, like you're saying, so I'm really proud of you guys. Um I guess I'm curious on like a practical level and for like our listeners who might be curious. I mean, I know I used to, I don't go as frequently anymore and I should, but when I was going to church, I really had a hard time being outgoing and like really putting myself out there to make friends at church. And I would just go to go. So, I mean, for you guys, has it looked like, you know, approaching people after the service have you guys done any, like, I don't know if they have a young adults group, but what does that kind of, like, practically look like for you guys? Like, how you met your friends from church? So, for us, um, it was a little bit of meeting after service. So, they did have this young adults group. And when I heard that, uh, an old church that I used to go to when I was in high school, the young adults group was for, like, teenagers. You know, those in upper high school, getting ready to go into adulthood. And after a couple months of going, we got the clarification, like, no, this is for, you know, people 20s to 30s. We're like, oh, that changes things. That's, that's perfect. Um, So we've, we've tried to go to some of those, um, some of those events. We've, you know, once we got to know a couple of the people, we've done a couple of hangs outside. Like I said, They've done pool parties and, and we try to go to those and a couple of various other things. They just invite us over. Um, they, they're significantly more outgoing than we are, which is great because um, it's kind of that counterbalance that, that we need. And once we get there, we're you know way more comfortable. It's just that initiation. But we're also, I think we're also mildly crippled by the fact that we have a two-year-old and they, they always welcome him. He is a hundred percent welcome. It's, it's never on them. It's more of us of being concerned. Like their house isn't baby proofed. We don't want to take him. We don't want him to be, you know, not a burden, but he's a lot, you know, he's, he's a small child. He's got really big feelings. And sometimes we can't counteract those or pacify those. So it's sometimes it gets to be a little stressful on us because we don't want to be an inconvenience to other people. And they've never once made us feel that way. Let me, let me be very, very clear on that. But it's that goes into a whole other conversation about making friends as parents, especially with people who don't have kids. Um, but their outgoing nature and always, you know, making sure that they say hi to us, even if it's just for a couple of minutes, you know, they, they say hi and we're able to actually initiate that conversation with them after service, at the beginning of service. Um, we also catch up a lot through like Instagram, we follow each other. And so sometimes, you know, they'll post stuff, the different friends will post stuff and we'll comment back and forth. So, I mean, really it hasn't been anything like super sophisticated. We haven't had a chance to really be in, in part of the small group on an ongoing basis. We're hoping to change that, but we've been trying to return that effort that they put out to us, which I think is just as important as us trying to put out the effort. So that's, 
that's really what it boils down to is making a point. Even when you're uncomfortable, even when you're like, well, I, I cannot, I can just go. And whether this is church, like I can just go to the service and go home. I can just go to this work event and go home. I can go to this, I don't know, book reading if you're into reading and go home. Or you can take that extra step. Especially, I would say, if you're like moving somewhere, making friends where you are is really important. Because otherwise it's just lonely. Definitely. And yeah, I definitely used to be in the camp of, okay, I'll show up and I'll go home, especially like with work. But now with my current job, and that's where I've primarily made my friends here in Lynchburg, because even though there's some college friends and people still in Lynchburg, I'm really trying to branch out from that. Um, It's, you know, it's definitely still hard to like show up to work and say, okay, time to maintain this friendship or make this friendship while I'm working. And it's more than just showing up to work and, and going home. Like you, you have to care about the people you work with. If that's the place where you're making friends or like for you, you have to care about, you know, maintaining those relationships at church. So it really is about making that pointed effort. Um, and I'll say I'm definitely more introverted. So for me, I really value a, a few close friendships over a lot of friendships and for me I have my like three or four really close friends including you obviously <laughs> best Thanks. friend, best friend so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so for me I'm not like aching to make new friends but I still want to make that effort because I, I think it's important not to let yourself just get stuck in having you know your three or four go-to friends I think it's important to to try to make some new ones and kind of see where those relationships go because that's what life's about. Um, but yeah, definitely hard being an introvert out here trying to trying to make that effort. I definitely want to, and I signed up to volunteer like, cause I, you know, I'm not going to church. I don't really have anything outside of work and school. So I'm trying to make an effort like through volunteering. So I, I'm signed up to volunteer at the Humane Society in town. Oh, that's awesome. I remember we talked about doing that I think we did it like one day in college and then we just classes <laughs> so yeah. did it anymore. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that and I'm hoping, you know, maybe that's a way to meet new people um, in Lynchburg, but you know, just finding those routes of finding things you really like to do, or like you said, book readings. Um, and that's a really good way to, to make friends and it can be really scary. I mean, it's, it's kind of like that first day of college where you have to show up and make your friends and find your group and, Icebreakers. <laughs> Do the icebreakers and what's your yes. fun fact? <laughs> Five fun facts about you. You'll never get rid of doing those. Um, <laughs> even at work when you're yeah, no, like 24. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's important to have different groups of friendships. You know, I'm definitely of the same mind of I would rather have a few really, really close friends. But at the same time, I think having small I guess, different pockets of friendships. So, you know, have have your super close friends, you know, the ones that you do Friendsgiving with, the ones that, you know, everything that's going on in their life, even if you're not talking all the time, like, you know, basically your extended family, have those people, but at the same time, have those relationships and work, whether you're going out and getting a drink after work or, you know, getting each other, taking turns, getting each other coffee when you happen to be out or something like that, whether you're 
the relationship goes that deep or it's a little deeper than surface level of, Oh, how are your kids doing? How, how is their soccer game? How, how's the husband? How are the dogs? That kind of thing. But then at the same time, if you're going, if you're going to church, you know, not, not that literally anybody has to, but if that's something that you do, making those friends there, if you have a hobby, making friends with that hobby. Um, and I've, I was listening to a podcast and I think there are also Facebook groups for like new people who just moved to the area or, you know, hikers in Winchester. I don't know. I'm not a hiker, but it's the first thing that I could think of, but you know, using social media to find other people with common interests and having that separate from, you know, obviously you have your family and I feel like some of those relationships are easier to maintain I think you and I are very fortunate that we both have good relationships with our family members or most of them. So those are pretty easy to maintain, um, you know, calling a couple of times. We've both got significant others who we live with, which is also it, it, it's challenging to maintain in its own way because it's romantic and you're with each other a good portion of the time. Um but again, it, that still takes a whole other type of effort. And I think that could be its own whole, whole conversation, romantic relationships. But then just having people that you can grow the individual parts of you with. Like, like for me, an example is I'm really into trying different random art crafts. And my sister-in-law, who unfortunately now lives in Maine, like, I guess she's my sister-in-law. She's my husband's sister-in-law. I don't know what that relationally makes us, but you know, she, she's also really into craft. So even though we're family, we've also been able to become friends through having this like mutual interest in arts, like various arts and stuff like that. So it's, it's important. It helps you grow to have these different friendships, but then I feel like it also doesn't put strain on your other relationships. Like I think if you and I only had each other as friends, and our significant others, I don't know how long we'd really be friends because that's too much pressure on one relationship. I see that you're nodding for those who can't. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know I'm like kind of rambling, but having those various relationships helps your other relationships thrive, which I think is a really important thing that might slip the mind every now and then. Like, let, let me just grow these couple and value these couple. And it's, yes, do that. But also be sure that you're growing outside of just that relationship. Because I'm, like, I'm not always going to be the same Brittany that, like, you know, in this moment. We are both going to grow. And we're going to, our friendship's going to grow with that. But it might be growing from a different source. You know, like a different source of light, per se, if we're talking about growth in plants, which... I kill every plant that comes into my home. So I don't really have any authority to speak there, but you know, you just have to have different, different pockets of friendships, I think for everything to thrive. Yeah. You need different sources of like fueling you. Like you fuel me as my best friend. I have my family that fuels me <laughs> as like, my family relationships. And then it's important to not, like you're saying, rely on just one source of fuel because that fuel might burn out or like you're relying way too much on it. 
gas prices are too expensive. You can't go <laughs> to the station. <laughs> I was expecting it to go that route, but I'm so glad that it did. <laughs> um, and so it's important. Yeah, that's like why, especially if you're an introvert, again, it can be so hard to like rely on these couple of couple of relationships, but that's why it's so important to make an effort to at least try to make some some new friends or maintain new relationships so that you're not just relying on on one source of fuel. I'm with you there. And then, so you also, you know, you mentioned burnout. You don't burn out the other person either. Yes. You know, it, I don't want to say it would be exhausting if you were only messaging me about everything that was going on in your life. Cause it, you do that anyway. And I love it. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I'm just trying to make an example, Mm -hmm. but if there were no other sources, I can't always be that. I don't want to say source of entertainment, but you know, I, other than Peter and your family, I couldn't be that only source because I'm not going to get everything that's going on in your work life. It would take too much time for you to explain everything that's going on. And I think that helps maintain our, our friendship. But at the same time, it's like, like, I don't have to complain to you about work 99% of the time because I just complained to my work, my coworker. Mm -hmm. She also experiences it. So our friendship goes a little deeper than that, but you know, still building those those other sources of friendship like you said no burnout gas prices are too high <laughs> i know right. mine are high now it makes me sad yeah. i go down to lynchburg every now and again and i'm like man gotta fill up while i'm down here it's 20 20 cents more expensive up in up in winchester is it really i think so and then you literally cross the border into west virginia and i technically i, I do live in west virginia not technically but Nobody knows in Wood, West Virginia, unless you're from here. So you cross the border and it's already like 20 cents more expensive than Winchester. It's crazy. Gosh. Yeah, gas prices are doing the most right now. They really are. I love it. Absolutely love it. So I feel like we we got a lot out. What'd you say? I feel like we got a lot out. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we really, we talked before this episode, we were like, are we going to have enough to talk for like the time we want to hit? But I'm looking at the clock and we are past the time we wanted to hit. So I'm really proud of us. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like it was, again, nothing revolutionary, but still really good points of like, if you got a friend who's leaning on you too much and maybe you need a break, send them this this podcast. I don't know. Yes. You need to fuel yourself. You need to fuel your relationships, but your friends also need to fuel themselves. So mm-hmm. if you have any, anybody else has any other ideas on, you know, where to make friends, how to nurture them, you know, maintain your relationships with your family, significant other friendships, let us know. Um, but I think that really kind of concludes all the real talking points of what we wanted to hit today. What do you think? I think so. I think the only thing left for us is to get into our self-care of the week and goals for the week if you're if you're down. Yeah, ready to to wrap this up with a little bow. So tell me what your self-care goal of the week is going to be and then what your general goal of the week is going to be. Yeah, and I see we might have similar self-care of the week, which is cool. Um, (laughs) Getting to sleep earlier because my body is needing it with this time change. I don't know what it is, but I'm ready to go to bed before 8 o'clock with the darkness coming earlier. (laughs) And just, I don't know, I think I'm just exhausted from trying to balance 
working 30 hours a week and then doing school <laughs> and then trying yeah. to maintain my relationships. <laughs> I think um, going to sleep earlier just because my body's really needing it. I've been doing that this week and I'm planning to continue that. <laughs> um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, mine's the same. I fell asleep at 9.30 last night, no matter how excited I was to play Pokemon. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And my husband looked over at me and I was like, I just turned my switch off, put it on the pillow next to me, and I went to sleep. <laughs> he woke me up just before eleven. He's like, okay, let's go to bed now. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's so important to honor when you're, like, just needing it. Even when – it's like when you're excited to play your DS when you're, like, little, and then you're, like, falling asleep while you're playing it, and you're like, no, I got to stay awake. It's yeah. really that vibe. <laughs> yes. Got to finish the Mario Kart race. Yes. <laughs> So what is your goal for the week? Yes. So my goal has passed, but I fulfilled it. So I guess, I don't know. My goal was originally to take time to unwind when my mom came into town, um, which I did. And so I think I'll change that goal just to be taking time to unwind throughout the week. Um, I think I have a pretty busy week coming up because we only have a three-day work week. Got to get ready for Thanksgiving. Got to get ready for socialization, family time. Um, so making sure in between all of that, I'm taking some time to, to unwind. I How love about that. you? What's your, your goal for the week? So I also, I only have a two day work week this week, which is really nice. My firm gives us a half day on Wednesday and I'm just going to take the other half PTO. Um, but one thing that I want to do, I I'll be starting business, busy season hours in January so for the remainder of 2021, I want to limit my notifications from my email, specifically my work email after hours in preparation for the extended workload I'm going to have going forward. So my goal this week is to actually sit down and silence my notifications after like 530 from my Outlook. Because <laughs> That's so important is setting that work life boundary. Yeah. Especially with like everybody doing remote work, everybody's got different hours. So people are sending emails whenever it's convenient for them. And even if they're not expecting you to work, it's still that ever present thought in the back of your mind of, Oh, they're working. Maybe I should be working too. And we're not going to support that. That is a toxic work culture. So we're not here for it. Yes, set your times, your boundaries. We are here for boundaries. We We are here for boundaries and we are here for friendships. Yes, all the relationships. Well, I am so glad we got to talk about this and I hope it helped you guys listening. Um, If you're really in this spot where, you know, you're struggling to make friendships or you're struggling to maintain your friendships, maybe from college or struggling to like meet new romantic relationships, you know, whatever it may be. I hope there was some tidbit in this episode that could, that could really help you out. Yeah. And feel free to ask us any further questions. If you want more ideas, if you guys have ideas again, let us know. I think we all, I I don't feel like you can have too many friends. I know we talked about like wanting really close friends, but I still don't feel like there's too many friends to be had, but yeah, let us, let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you want more conversations like this, anything you guys want to hear us chat about. Um, and with that, I guess have a great week. 
Yes, have a wonderful week. Be sure if you do want to leave those comments or ideas, DM us, comment over on Instagram. It'll be in the show notes at 20-something and change spelled out. But um, yeah, I hope you guys have a great week and thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah, bye besties. Bye.